0: Hello?
1: Hi, it's Robert. Do you want to be on the show?
0: Never call me again.
1: Hello, welcome. My name is Robert, and this is Never Call Me Again. Servon Campbell is a South Carolina artist known for his soulful sound and deep enting lyrics. Servon is not only a singer, rapper, but also credited as a screenwriter, stand-up comic, songwriter, and actor. Known for bending genres, Campbell has crafted mixtures of hip-hop, R&B, alternative, indie, country, folk, rock, and EDM throughout his discography. Servon has half a million listens on Spotify. If you don't know Servon, stay tuned. He is up next. Let's give him a call. Hello, sir Vaughn How are you, sir?
2: I'm good. How about you?
1: Not too bad. Not too bad. How's your day been?
2: It's been good so far. I'm really just waking up.
1: Really? Yeah.
2: I slept in pretty bad.
1: Nice, nice. You up late? Um, were you were you working last night? Can you hear me? Yeah.
2: All right, there we go.
1: All right. So were, were you up working last night?
2: Yeah, I, um, I've been trying out a lot of new stuff with music and practicing production. I've never been one to make my own instrumentals and stuff, but I'm trying to. So I've been up all night from it.
1: Nice, nice. And so the, the, the stuff you do right now, is really different than pretty much anybody else is doing and and so there's been some there's been some parallels drawn that that you you know you maybe get influences from certain people or or you know I, I think it's been mentioned that you were somewhat comparable to the weekend and um, you know I think there might be some some vague parallels there but I, I think you really tend to stand out and and really are unique
2: I appreciate it. I, um, I really tried to, I feel like it's bad to say, but it's something that I think a lot of artists do. But, um, when drawing influence from the weekend and like artists, like, you know, Frank ocean and all, I take in a lot of what they do and try to at least try to put my own spin on it. But yeah, that definitely big influences and where I get a lot of my inspiration from. That's awesome. Um, how would you how would you
1: classify your music? I mean, what genre? If you if you were if you were a genre, what genre would that be? I
2: um I battle with that all the time because I don't know. I I try to mix around genres a lot. I'm um, I'm always told neo soul. So like when a lot of times when I'm trying to put out a release or writing one, they tell me what it is and I just go along with it. But that's usually where I'm classified neo soul. That's funny, you know. Um,
1: when when I first listened to your music, I thought, "Oh, neo soul." And you know, the thing is, is I I, I think it's really easy to, as a listener, to to fall into okay. this this trap of of saying, you know, this is where I'm going to categorize this artist, and and you know, the thing is, is um, what's what's so interesting about your your ability to be unique is. It, it's almost like you've kind of created your own genre you know we have a we have an artist um, a local artist in Kansas City and so I'm in Kansas City and you're in South carolina and um, and so he's a he's a he's a rap musician um he's called Tech nine and he's really really um his music's an acquired taste and so it is not mainstream rap it is not um it's not what you would expect, and and, and what's interesting, I, I heard a thing on the radio a few years ago, um, you know that you know the the expectation is that independent artists eventually, you know they get they get a label, they get you know a contract, and and they go mainstream, and so the comment about him was that you know, the, the, the label artists were, you know, instead of him going mainstream, um, the mainstream was, was going towards him. And so he, he had been sought out for a lot of compilation albums and had been on, you know, some, some large label albums with, with people. And it's interesting to, um, you know, I think it's really easy to to try to categorize somebody and determine where they belong and where they fit. And, what I really like about independent artists and, and artists that come up on Bandcamp or Spotify or, or wherever it is they come up, they um, I, I think they have an opportunity to really express themselves and find a niche that, that is theirs and, and find a fit that is theirs. And so, you know, I was looking at your Spotify and one of your songs, Miss Universe, which I actually have here to play... You know, it has 71,000 listens and, um, you know, there are, there are, there have been recorded, you know, artists that have recording contracts that have sold less albums than that. And, um, it's kind of amazing. And, and so I, I wonder a lot of things when I, when I look, when I look at your music and when I listen and, and when I, I get to know you, you know, how did you start and,
2: and, and how do you create um well the second on step on Tech Nine, that I like him as an artist. um I like that about him that he stayed original because a lot of things that they don't tell you when you're signing, which got me when I first tried to sign and work with the label, they don't tell you that they're gonna put you in a box and say, This is what kind of music you're supposed to be making. And that's what happened to me originally, but um I started doing stand up actually. Um I was doing stand up and I got pretty good. Like I was on I was on the road doing a little bit here and there um with stand up and I was already writing poetry and I found a lot of artists who were which I didn't know at the time a lot of artists didn't write their own music and I was venting a lot in my music. So it was what I hope and I still say is was relatable so I was relating with them and talking with them and I remember it all started this girl we was talking and I was like let me, let me write that for you because she was like venting about a relationship she had and she did a version of it and I did a version of it and my version just ran I put it on SoundCloud to send to her and I guess she was letting people listen to it and like her producers and everybody they were listening to it And it just randomly worked for me. So um, I wrote her a song called Pressure, which was my first ever song. And i say, like, within a few months, it had, like, 200,000 streams. She really, like, she really helped me with a lot. And she pushed me into becoming my own artist. And I still write for her now um, secretly. Like, I do a lot of ghostwriting. I don't put my name with a lot of it. And I still write for her now. And she really pushed me into making music my main thing and pushing stand up to the side. So I just, I just stuck with it ever since.
1: That's crazy that, um, you know, and so I get a lot of people on my show that, you know, are are really multifaceted and, 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 you know, really could be doing anything. I, I talked to a guy the other day that, um, a huge artist, incredibly successful, signed at one time and, has this, this career right now that is just thriving and he's, he's actually seeking a a PhD, he's a doctoral candidate. And, um, you know, and so he's, he's only going to be doing this, you know, for a limited amount of time, but he loves what he's doing. And I think that's, what's really important is finding what you want to do in life and, and doing it.
2: Yeah, I I just heard Kevin Hart say that he's he's looking at retiring from doing stand up and pushing towards, you know, movies and other stuff because it's starting not to be fun no more. And I look at it the same way where I was looking at stopping making music because it had kind of I guess lost its sizzle Once whatever you're doing for fun, once it turns into an actual career and you're looking at numbers and you're stressed about numbers and how you're gonna reach new people and all that kind of stuff it really takes a toll on you where it's not fun. And when it's not fun, you're less creative. And then you're just really fishing for what's popular right now. Like one of my least, like two of my least favorite songs by me came from periods of time where I was really looking to make a hit song basically. And I think they did okay, but I, I hate listening to them. So I can't perform them because it's not fun. Like I can't, you know, put myself in that headspace, right? I guess because I was trying to be like other people.
1: Yeah, if you're if you're looking if you're looking for numbers, if you're looking for follows or subscribers, um, you're you're really just kind of fueling the machine and and not 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 maybe not filling your potential. Tell me about Miss exactly. Universe.
2: Is that was that um,
1: personal, or tell me about the song?
0: Um,
2: yeah, it was. It was a a big um, hit and miss in my actual relationship at that time as well, because all my songs are very personal. I'm very open in them. This um, Universe was, I was in a relationship, and it was, I would say, healthy on her end. Like, I was the bad guy in it, and I was, not like I was a bad guy, like cheating and all kind of stuff. I just was looking everywhere for problems. And that's where it's like we laughed, we cried. It was a lot of ups and downs. But all in all, she was a terrific girlfriend and she was really great to me. But I was fighting depression. I was fighting trying to get numbers on songs and all this stuff. And I just wasn't happy. And I was reflecting that to her. So the song opens with like the realness of our relationship saying there's problems here, but I'm really i'm enjoying you but i'm just not fulfilled like i don't feel like we're meant basically and it's it turns into me basically trying to tell myself to be happy where i'm like really trying to force a future like what i think what we could be and i was just really pushing for us to work and that's really where the whole song came from i was just really fighting to want to be in a relationship with somebody because they were good but at the end of the day, sometimes it's just not meant for, you know, certain people.
1: Right. Yeah. The, um, and, and that's one of the things I've noticed about your music is that, um, it all seems to be incredibly personal and incredibly revealing and, and, and honest. And, and I think that is something that resonates with people. You know, it's, and I don't want to, you know, and I hope this doesn't offend you. I don't want to draw a parallel that, that makes you uncomfortable. You know, Taylor Swift, um, who I'm not actually a huge fan of, um, I love her no, hustle.
2: You, I, I'm weird because I'm I'm actually like a really big fan.
1: <laughs> I you know the thing is is I'm not a hater. I love her hustle and 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 the, here's the thing is she is who she is because you know she sings about you know this is this is what's in my mind. This is what's going on in my life. This is what I think about. These are the things that have affected me. And the thing is is she she resonates. People listen to her and they're like. You know, whoever you are, if if you resonate with what she's saying, if that's going on in your life or has gone in your life on in your life and you feel that way, that's huge. And and people love that. And and so that's something that you do and I listen to your music and I'm just like he's like the male um Taylor Swift. And it's I just, really
2: I, I think a lot of people would be offended by that, but like I'm really like that's like a really big compliment to me. I love that. Uh
1: Well, yeah, you know, and the thing is, 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 is I said that and I I didn't really think you'd be offended. I just thought, you know, is this a weird parallel, but there really is this parallel there of, of you have, you know, and it talks so much, you know, like on Spotify, if you go and read your bio on Spotify, it talks about a lot of things about you just really kind of having this flow to you of, of, it's almost, like, it's almost like watching a creek and watching the water in a creek ebb and flow and in, in, in fit those nooks and crannies and do it very much in its own way. And that's kind of what I see you doing as an artist, that you, you, you aren't really afraid to venture anywhere. You know, you've taken so many different genres of music and combined them and done it really well and really natural. It's not forced, you know? And, and that's something I that I, I think she has done. You know, let's let's listen to Miss Universe for a minute.
0: We laugh, we cry, we die inside those smiles on my heart when I crawled out of the grave of my chest saying those knives that you put in it was worth it high while I wrote it so fitting from how we were high while we caught it I love you can't say that I die for you but I live my everyday with you vibing and riding crop top over broadleys I'll float. So whichever way you go I couldn't go my whole life Without my Miss Universe Miss America, Miss July I can't be without you You're my water Fuck a drought, you're my fuse Blow it up, you're my muse I love us, you look like a full amount And my bills pay I love your presence, I love your aura. You are sugar, baby, sweet as lemonade Still, you as mean as all the kids your mama made No games, ain't no arcade I want this, I want us, want your love, want your lust I want your every thought I want your trust, I see us in a house, a couple kids laying around, apple butter under bridges, I speak lifelines into existence, this is just a little love extension, for the one I be with, and still be missing, my little love addiction, that's you, I love the way you move. You got so much ambition and that makes two of us Chilling, rying, smoking us immediately They say love is blind but I see you I'll flow to whichever way you
1: go Sir Vaughn, what's it, what's it like having 71,000 plus people reading your diary essentially?
2: It feels it's times where it can feel good where it's like, hey, yeah, I hit these numbers but a lot of times it's really weird because I'll get hit with like like I might be t- I was telling the story to somebody and they were like, Oh, um, like in this song and this, this, admission." and this and it's like, Yeah. <laughs> so um I give away a lot of secrets in it. So it it has its ups and downs in it.
1: I, I think what's interesting is in your case, I, I think it's it's not about the numbers in the traditional sense uh, you know I, and so I was I was on Instagram the other day and I and someone commented on on a post that I was on and and the comment was to to someone else about having cracked um, the code on Spotify. And, and so and, and so we all had this conversation about that. And you know the thing is is so you've you've got these astronomical numbers. You know, across the board, and so everything you're doing is just, you know, immediate gold. And um, the thing is, is it's not just a matter of you getting these numbers; it's a matter of you are you are reaching people that potentially identify with you, and and not just musically, but but emotionally, and and with this truth that you have, and and with this. I think we live very much in a time that it is absolutely okay um, for you to be you, and, and for 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 an individual to say this is who I am, and and be appreciated for that. Not not necessarily by everybody. You know, we absolutely have some very serious soci- societal issues
2: going on right now,
1: but I think there's yeah. this this huge group. I'm
2: really trying to get away from some of that. Like I've noticed and I really appreciate that a lot of people can connect with me and I really, like I really value that. That's why like a lot of my new music I'm writing it in a strategic way where it doesn't have to stay sad because I was doing a show and I saw that like this girl, like a lot of people started singing along, which was like phenomenal for me, that was a great feeling, and then it all turned when I saw this girl like singing along, and she was crying, and then I like started like really like list like not list well really paying attention to a lot of the stuff that I was saying, and it's like artists really affect who they're listening to. So like if you're listening to a song that's like, Oh, I want to die all the time, but you might, you're going to start reflecting that. You're going to start feeling that way. So that's been like a big part of where I'm at now. Like I really want to shift that where we can feel, but there's, there's better coming. if that makes sense?
1: No, absolutely. I don't want to keep
2: anybody down.
1: Absolutely. And, and, and I doubt that that's, you know, overall the case. You know, the thing is, is, um, as a, as a creator, um, you know, and, and so no matter who it is you are, if you are, if you are creating, um, people, people will buy tickets and, or, you know, download your music or go to your show or, you know, I, I I was an artist. And so, um, you know, someone buys my work. Um, no, I don't, I don't always get to determine, you know, and so I was, I was a painter. And so I, I have a painting right here that I'm looking at that I did about a year ago, and, you know, I, I, I had a very specific thing in mind when I created it, uh, a very specific set of emotions and, and intent, and, you know, the thing is, is if I were to sell that painting tomorrow, um, I don't get to determine any, you know, I don't get to determine what they think about it, how it makes them feel, how they interpret it, you know, any of those things, um, and so, yeah, you know, music can absolutely you know, get you, it can get you down. It can bring you up. Um, and so do you, are you planning some, some more upbeat stuff? Are you, you know, obviously, you know, I'm hoping things are going great in your life and, and you've got some happy moments to share. Do you, do you have intents yeah, to do that?
2: I, yeah. It's a lot. I mean like every day has its ups and downs. So like, yeah, I'm going to write the original sad song, but, um, I, I'm working on a lot of stuff now that's, that I'm trying to look at it as a like as a curve where if it's sad, then it's inspirational. Something that I'm I want to try to like lift somebody's spirits with, like make you feel some kind of better. Where maybe if it is a sad song, it's not to keep you sad, but to let you know that other people are feeling this way too, and it's okay to feel that way, and that it's better things to look forward to. So, uh, I'm working on a lot of that this this is my collaborative year where last year was my year where it's like okay I'm gonna be pushing it I want to see my reach this year I'm trying to work with a lot of artists and I found a lot of artists who I grew up in love with and I'm working with them and I'm really trying to push like how I always mix genres I'm really trying to try to mix as much as I can
1: and so you're you're you're
2: You're working on doing your own music now, too,
1: as far as like instrumentals and that stuff. How's that going? Are you teaching yourself?
2: Yeah, and I absolutely hate it. Um, People that can sit and just make beats all day, I always praise them because making one instrumental for me is so hard. Like, I have really been practicing and trying my best so far, like, on all of my albums or anything I put out, there's occasional songs that I might do a lot of things for, but never been like a hundred percent me. So it's been a really tough process, but I think I'm learning it a lot better.
1: Yeah. It's not easy. You know, I, and so I, you know, when I, when I get through with a, a, an episode, I, you know, I send it to my DAW and I, I go through a bunch of editing with it and stuff. Um, Normalization luffs all that sort of thing, and um, I, I toyed around for a while in Logic with Midis and stuff, and, and it's not easy. You know, you can if you let the if you let the program do everything for you, it's 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 a lot easier to to kind of accidentally make something that sounds halfway decent. Um, learning how to do that stuff on your own is really difficult. I actually learned how to do what I do by watching YouTube, and um, that's where I'll be in that you know you if a lot of like the mixing and stuff yeah yeah it's it's you know if if you want to do it then you do it it's it's definitely i i have a lot of friends that are are artists and musicians and you know i've got a couple of friends that i you know come to mind immediately when you start talking about you know sitting around all day making beats and and that's what they do and, and they're just unbelievable at it and i think you know, you listen to it and you're just, you know, I'm looking at this person and I'm thinking, Man, you made this. Like this is unbelievable. And um exactly until you do it, you really don't understand the the level of difficulty, the the learning curve. And and so, you know, my hat's definitely off to you to, to say, Hey, I, I want to be in every aspect of what I'm doing. That's um that's a lot.
2: Yeah, like this is my first time I'm recording myself, editing myself, making a beat. I'm trying to fully do it. It's a, um, it's a singer named Labyrinth who I really fully look up to. Like my entire music career, I've looked up to him and he'll go, he put out, the last song he put out was, um, No Ordinary Love. And within like a year span, I saw him like, posting on live and posting the videos of like him just playing the piano and he'll play the guitar play all these different instruments and do little stuff and then out of nowhere like all of it adds up and he puts out this song and it's like this man fully did everything and not even just on a computer like he legit played these instruments and like did all this stuff and it reminds me of Prince where it's like artists of these caliber who have all these talent so they can play every instrument and do all this stuff themselves it just really like inspires me where i want to try it i don't want to say i want to master it like they have but i want to try it yeah there's
1: some there's some really super talented
2: people out there
1: you know prince is um prince to me is is you know that's prince is one of my all-time favorites i mean the, the unbelievable
2: I've always been a Prince over Michael guy. I'm definitely on your side.
1: Prince is, um, you know, Prince is one of those guys that he just, you know, Prince did what he wanted to do. You know, he came up in the, you know, in that time where, you know, that was a really weird time when he first kind of popped up and, and, and was on the scene and became really popular was, you know, there was Prince, you know, um, was it Morris Day in the time, um, surface, um, all these, all these types of groups that really kind of tried to, to be the same. And the, and Prince just stood out, you know, there was just something really, really different about him. And each album, you know, if you listen to one album or another, I mean, it was like he was constantly reinventing himself and pushing the envelope and, and just, you know, he would, he would just walk into something and make it amazing and it would be completely different from the thing he had done the last time. And I, and I think that's what, um, you know, there was just this musical integrity with Prince that, you know, said that he was a genius. And, um, you know, that I, that's how I view him. I and mean, that's just, that's my personal thing. I just, I love Prince.
3: Yeah, that's
2: how I view him too. I see, like, I think a lot of artists have this, like a certain trait that really defines them. Like, I remember Post Malone said, he doesn't think he makes great music. He just thinks he makes relatable music. And that's something I strive for. So I think like with like artists like J. Cole, and if you take him and put him with Prince, maybe even Drake, um, there's a lot of artists who hit the mainstream and their thing is they make music that you can just feel and Prince like whatever vibe he was in, he can really just like take you with him. And that's that's what I love about Prince. He was really able to he was able to contain, like just keep control over his audience.
1: Yeah. You know, it makes me think, you know, and so it makes me think a lot about what we were talking about a while ago, you know, because if you listen to some of Prince's um, music, like especially off of like um, Purple Rain is, um, you know, there were albums or there were songs, there were tracks that really, if you really know what's going on and you're, you're listening to the lyrics, I mean, there's some, there's some tragic stuff and some sad stuff. And even though you know that that's what you're listening to and that's what's going on, you still feel really liberated and powerful and, and bigger than life, you know, listening to, to the beat and to his words and, and his inflection. And and so it really made me think about what you were saying earlier about wanting to, to, to step out of this, this mold of, you know, making songs that has you looking out, everyone is singing and then someone is crying. And, and so, you know, I think that's definitely possible, you know, because Prince did it. A lot of people have done it.
2: Yeah, that's a really cool thing.
1: Yeah, music is, um, music can move you, man. And that's, um, you know, the thing is, is you're obviously moving people. You know, people are, are listening to you and you know you're influencing and um you know music just has that ability to to take you from one place to another um just with one note and and you string a few together and and you can take someone on a on a complete journey you know and what do you um what is your what is and so you're doing a compilation album now um that's what you're working on what um and so you're you're working with different people from different genres. Like what, what type of genres, what type of artists are you looking to work with?
2: Um, a lot of well, my main song hopefully that I want to I'm praying will come out this year once everything is clear is um, John Oates of Holland Oates. We have a song, Do Not Disturb, that's attached to this movie Gringa. And that song, I feel like with me as an artist coming from, like, a hip-hop, um, neo-soul, R&B, and all of these different things coming from that kind of background and working with John Oates. And he has this very raspy, blue-grassy, like, alternative, like, all kind of, like, all of the genres that I just absolutely love. I feel like us coming together, I, I absolutely love that song that's um a song i'm hoping that'll come out right now i'm working um on a song with this singer analea um she's from I, i know i just butchered her name she's from um brazil and working with her and seeing her background and i'm trying to sing in portuguese it's just that's a really cool feeling and i love i'm loving that song so far um, she has her own producer, and it guy Pingo, and he's really cool, and talking to them, we had a, a Zoom call, and they was asking me ideas, like, what did I want the song to sound like, like, um, really let me take control of everything, and I gave them one song that I was like, I'm in love with this song right now. I want something like this, but, you know, like, not stealing it, not sampling it. I want something in this range, and... One try, the song they sent me, it was perfect. And now us recording it and us doing it, it's coming out perfect. Um, it's a singing duo, um, Matt and Kim. I grew up just like, they're like in my top five artists of all time. Like I absolutely love them. And this year, I, I, I asked them for permission to sample one of their songs. And they hit me better and like they just followed me. And he asked me if I wanted to do a song together. So working with them and the stuff they sent me and the stuff I've sent them, I'm really excited for that um, those are okay those are i'm I'm in the mix of like talking and figuring out some stuff with some other people, but those are like my major ones that i'm really that's off the ground that I'm really pushing and working on right now you know that's what's you know what what's so
1: exciting about this is and so you know, singing a song in Portuguese, and 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 so this obviously is a, a language you don't even speak, and um, and so I, I actually I really want to kind of I really want to hear that song, and so it comes out, you know, have to make sure that that I get that. I um,
2: we're hoping for February. Where um, I'm, I would say I'm about eighty percent done with my part. They're recording all their stuff now. We're hoping it'll be out in like sometime in February. But just like um, in relationships, I like to come away with something different with everybody I work with. So with her, I'm learning Portuguese and doing some different stuff. Matt and Kim, I've always done like kind of slowish songs, but working with them, we're doing a lot of like upbeat stuff. And I think that's really cool. Um, Working with John, he gave me something really important where I try not to curse a lot already in my music. But I mean, I have some slips. Same as in my day-to-day, I try not to, but I have some slips. The song we made together, he was like, we're just we're just not going to. And he didn't say it in a rude way. I was, We were talking about it because when I originally sent it to him, I had like one or two cuss words in it. And he didn't say nothing about it, but I was like, hey, would you prefer if I took it out? Because I know his audience and his demographics. And he was like, um, he would like it if I did. And he talked to me about it. And I feel like it's... A lot of power in holding back, like as an artist. Enough, he doesn't curse in his music, and I just like to come away from all of those.
1: Right, it's amazing to me that, and so I am fifty, and um, you know, Hall and Oates was huge when I was a kid. I mean, that was, you know there there were certain there were certain bands and groups and singers and musicians that. Everybody knew and, and everybody heard and, and you didn't necessarily have to like it to be exposed to it. You know, I, I grew up when MTV was was in its prime and it was all music. And, um, you know, to to work with somebody like that, um, that's really amazing. And, and so it's interesting that the, the three different groups that you've talked about, three different individuals you've talked about working with are so incredibly different from each other and from you that I think it's going to be amazing. You know, it's, it's easy to look at something and say, well, you know, these are, these are completely, you know, different and, and it doesn't even make sense. But I I think that's what really makes it special and exciting is that, you know, you being you and and you're, you having the, the style that you have and the influences that you have, um, I think you'll be able to do this really well. Your influences really interest me. It interests me that, you know, I talk to people and, and I always talk to people and, 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 you know, and I'm like, who are you listening to? What do you, what do you like? And, and, you know, and they, and the answer is always, Oh, I like everybody. And then they tell me, you know, four or five people that are incredibly similar. Um, almost always, you know, pretty much within the same genre of music. And I'm thinking you're not listening to everybody. You're listening to a very specific set of, of this is who you're listening to. And I, I think that, that artists that really are original and really thrive, really do listen to everybody. So who, who are you listening to right now?
2: Um My playlist really goes from, like I said, Taylor Swift to Katy Perry, which are similar, but, them to to this artist Oliver Tree to Frank Ocean The Weekend to the Lumineers I love them and Mumford and Son. Um, then I have like you know my hip hop like Drake or The Baby and I think my main genre is really folk. I think I listen to folk music the most or um, like eighties, nineties, seventies like you know soft rock and a lot of like Queen. I really i i really travel all over the place like i'm the worst person to like let play music because i i it'll come from anywhere
1: that's that's really the best though is is if it'll come from anywhere um you know the thing is is um as an artist you know when when i was painting um I, I drew influences from anything and everything and in any other artist and anything going on in life. And I put it on canvas and, and I was relatively successful doing it. And, um, you know, the thing is, is, um, when you allow yourself to to be open and and to be influenced and to be impacted and 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 you allow things and and people or places or or situations to to touch your life in that really really intimate way and kind of take it in that's i think that's really especially like as a musician i think that's really how you become someone like prince you know that that you have this influence and that you have this reach and you have this this flexibility of I'm me, I'm, I'm, there's no one like me, and, and, and that's what we, that's what we want as listeners, we really want, you know, I don't, I don't want to listen to 10 different albums from 10 different people, and walk away thinking, I just listened to the same album 10 times, I want to listen to 10 different albums, and know that, I had 10 different and completely different influences. There might have been similarities, but these were completely independent of one another. Maybe maybe still a little collective, but there was this originality, you know? And I think that's... Yeah, me um, starting
2: out, I was told that all the time. I love that. Pardon? I said, starting out, I was told that like all the time was like, you know, you have to draw from all these different things. And I, I love when people can, when they're able to.
1: I think for sure. Um, and so you have another song that we're going to play, and it's called um, Gray. Tell me tell me a little bit about that song.
2: Um, I was in L.A., and I originally wrote it for this singer Black Bear, and I was really excited. Ultimately, they passed on it, and I changed it for me. It was originally called Death by the Gray. I mean, Death by L.A., I'm sorry. And I changed it for me to fit me better, where it was, like 2019 I was kind of doing okay but I was still kind of stagnant like even if I'm like doing okay like right now I have a good amount of listeners and I'm of course there's no shows or anything right now but I have a good amount of something going on I still want to kind of elevate like I feel like there's always room to grow and that's what that song was it was I was stagnant and I was coming out of depression and I was almost, like, feeling happy. I was kind of good. I had a lot going at the time. So I was just kind of stuck in the middle, which, you know, came turned into the gray. And it's just me saying, like, venting, like, hey, I want to get out of my hometown. I want to kind of try some new things. I want to get out and do something. And that's where it all came from.
1: Nice. And so you mentioned shows, and that's something that I've always been curious about. You know, I, I... and so you know, I talk to a lot of musicians and artists. And so somebody I talked to recently um, had mentioned that um, you know friends had friends and people you know whoever had had referred to him negatively as oh you're just a band camp artist and and, and so we talked about that and you know there are people who have accomplished amazing things on you know, just social media or YouTube or Spotify, Bandcamp, wherever it is, there are people out there that are incredibly hungry and they are eating. I mean, they are eating their full. And, um, and so the thing is, is, is I didn't, it, it's never really occurred to me, I, honestly, until you mentioned it, that this is not just digital for you. You are you are doing shows, and so how does that come about? How do, do you do you contact somebody? Does somebody contact you? Um, what types of shows do you do? Are they solo?
2: Um, it's kind of a loop. I really try a lot of different stuff. Touching on that, for that reason, people say, "Oh, you're just a SoundCloud artist and stuff." I don't even use SoundCloud because of that. But doing shows, I started out. I started out being really annoying where like I knew somebody was coming to town and specific venues have certain bands or people they go to that they pay just to open for these people. And I was really annoying and hated because I would call and be like, hey, I know this person's coming and you're going to pay this person X amount of money. I'll do it for this amount of money a lot cheaper or I'll do it for free and I'll bring my own stuff and this, that and this. Or I was just like, like when I first wanted to go on tour, I knew nobody knew me. So like I had to figure out why would people want to come to my show? So I would go to different places and contact, well, before I would go there, I would contact a lot of artists from that area. So I'll have like maybe 10 artists in New York that's like, hey, um, we don't get to perform a lot, but we want to. And I'll get a venue I'll put all my money into it. I'll get a venue, get all this stuff set up and have them bring their people. So that way, if all of us are performing and they all have their people there, then when I'm, you know, when I perform, then I have a crowd. And I just, I kept trying to come up with different ways to do it. Where now I kind of do a mixture of those two. And I'm relatively light in some areas where I might get called at places that I've already been or, be requested some places where I can just you know, they'll ask me to come out, do a set and I will.
1: That's awesome. So you just kinda you just kinda kinda debo your way in and and once you're in and and so you're making all these connections, you're providing yourself with with an audience and so you get in, you play, and and some of them are like, "Hey, we we actually like this guy." I think probably you know, and so I can absolutely see how that could be aggravating, and people could be like, "Man, this guy's annoying," but I also can see why how how a specific or a certain type of individual would say, you know, while it's annoying and it's frustrating, you you've got to respect his hustle. I mean, you've got to respect the the idea that. He feels like he belongs here, and and that's the thing is if if you feel like you belong and you show up and and you do everything you can to to be present and and to say hey I, here I am and you know I I know you you might not have you might have forgotten about me or overlooked me but here I am um I think people respect that more than than they don't you know what I mean
2: yeah I really um I really enjoy being able to make music and i don't necessarily have like a bunch of goals but i ne- I have like a lot of moments that i want so like i i know like my biggest goal doing this like the moment i want is doing a opening monologue for saturday night live that's like my ultimate dream i want to be a host <laughs> of musical guest that's like my all-time since i was a child before i was even doing music when i was just doing stand-up when i wanted to act I was like, hey, I want to be on Saturday Night Live. That's always been the goal. So, like, I want that moment of, like, being able to, you know, say, hey, I'm your musical guest, too, and, like, doing my monologue, little things like that. And I knew nobody would just give it to me. One of my favorite, like, I have a lot of people, a lot of things have come to me where I've gotten these quotes that really just push me and inspire me. One of my favorite ones starting out was, um well not even a quote just talking to this guy I was doing a show and I had tried to get all the people you know like hey listen my music I was passing out I have these business cards I have a QR code you just scan it and it'll take you to my website and I'm passing them out I gave it to this one guy and I said hey check out my music if you can and he said why and I was like because I would like for you to, and he was like, but why would I listen to you? I I don't know you. What's your gimmick? What am I getting from it? Why do I want to listen to you? And that really stuck with me, where it's like, why would somebody want to listen to me? So, like, all I can offer is, like, I guess, you know, we have something in common, maybe. Like, we we both feel this way. Here, you can tell somebody you're not alone. Somebody else is going through this, too. So that was my push, and I just kept, you know, Pushing all these different roads, trying to capture these moments, and one of the moments I was telling you, I was at a show, and a lot of people there knew the words to the song, so it was just like that was a moment I get to check it off. So yeah, it was just all over the place. Yeah,
1: that's funny, you know. I um, and so in in my former life, I I was a uh, I was an executive chef, and so you know during an interview, I would ask somebody, you know, tell me about yourself, and and so then they would. They would you know and, and so if they sat there and just told me nothing you know just just a whole bunch of nothing um i knew that they were not the person for for my kitchen because what i was asking them was what he was asking you and what you what you ultimately understood is why are you important to me why what am i getting from this what do you bring um what is your passion who are you um and, and, and that's really important. I think we, we missed that a lot. I think your music, you know, once you, once you get past that, you know, once you get the business card in someone's hand and they've, they've scanned the QR code and they listen, then they know why. And um, so that's been really interesting. And so we have, we have put off listening to Gray, and we talked about it. And so we're going to go ahead and play that now. my favorite parts of, of every show that I do that, that has a musical guest is um I get to I get to listen to your music over studio headphones and um, it sounds amazing, you know? Um, way you better so Pardon?
2: I was saying thank you. Thanks for listening.
1: Way way better than you know when you just listen to something on the phone or, or your laptop
2: or whatever, you're like,
1: oh yeah, this is good, I like this and, and I'm telling you, you, put on some really good headphones and and it sounds amazing.
2: I um, every time I'm done recording, I have to listen to it on headphones and then listen to it in the car. Yeah, and that's both tests.
1: Exactly. Yeah, you've really got to get us. I do that as well, and so I I will, you know. And so I'll record the episode, and then you know it goes to my Daw and gets normalized. It gets edited. Everything happens, and then the minute I post it, I listen to it. Actually, I listen to it. I, you know, obviously I'm listening to it as I edit it. I listen to it when it's done editing. I listen to it just before I post it. I post it and then I listen to it again because I want to know what you hear. Um, not what I hear. What I hear and what you hear, you know, it's, it's, you know, once it gets, you know, turned into an MP3, all the extra stuff that I do is lost. Like you'll never know all the extra stuff that's being done because once it's compressed it, you know, that disappears. I still want mm. to know what your experience is. So that's pretty cool that you, you, you have the forethought to think, okay, I'm going to listen to this the way I would listen to it. But most people are going to listen to this in their car. They're going to listen to this on their phone. They're going to wherever it is you're listening, unless you're at the show, you're listening to it on a device of some sort. And so that makes a lot of sense to be you know interested in, you are willing to go and do that and put that effort in and knowing that you're trying to have the same you're trying to make sure that they ultimately have a great experience.
2: Yeah, lesson I learned with um like a lot of artists, I was like when I listen to music now, I pick apart a lot of things that are going on in the background. So like it might just randomly be like a little, you know, bell and I'll just like I'll try to break down their production and I notice that like every song has like, you know, ooze and all kinda of stuff going on in the background that really fills it out. And I want and those are usually the songs where you can get lost in and you know, you just really it really sets a mood. So I had I learned how to do that and I wanted to put that in. So the car test is the best way where you could tell if it works or not.
1: Nice. So and so you're looking to see if you can still pick those things up while you're in the car.
2: Yeah. I want to know if it's like, if it's there, you can really feel it. Yeah. I got it. It's a lot of it. Nice.
1: And so if you, if you listen to a few of my episodes, you will, you will notice, um, occasional dog barking. Um, I live, um, I live a block from a a fire station that is very busy, Uh um, directly to my immediate right is a busy street. And then I'm like three blocks from the highway. So I'm like, and the house is old, you know? So it's like, it is a struggle to get good audio. It is really difficult. And, um,
2: but sometimes it's like really great when that happens. Cause if you listen to my music, I leave stuff in it all the time because I think it's hilarious. Like in this universe, when it first comes on my friend, he's like yawning or something in the studio and I kept it, um, We were eating while we was recording, so like I'm singing, but like I still had the fork in my hand and I was placing it down. They got picked up. Um, It's like a ton of little things like that that I just, I don't know. For some reason, I just think it's hilarious, and because I had to learn starting out that I had to make music for myself that I would want to listen to, because if nobody else want to listen to it, then at least I can be getting a stream for myself. So. I put little things in it like that. That'll keep me invested. that I think is funny.
1: Yeah. I've, I've over, over the last few months, I've, I've absolutely purposely left some stuff in there. You know, I've had people be like, Oh, well you can just take that. I'm like, yeah, I believe in it. And, <laughs> um, you know, just, you know, parts of conversations or whatever. Um, if it's appropriate or, you know, whatever, then I'm, I'm just going to leave it. And, and someone may notice they may not. It doesn't really matter. Um, what, what ultimately I agree with you. It, it, I do what I do for me. Um, I get to meet amazing people and, and, and talk to them and get to know them. And, and I get a lot of first, you know, I, I debuted someone's music the other day, um, world premiere of a song and he's very sought after artist, And so it was an amazing thing for me, you know, you know, one of the yeah, things, there's
2: a lot of films like that are really great with it
1: one of the reasons I pursued music. And so when I contacted you, I found you and I was just like, and so I, before I even contacted you, I went and listened to your music and I was like, hold on. I, I want to talk to him. And, And the reason I wanted to talk to you so badly was what you, what you, what you put in my ears when I went and listened. Um, it w- it was not something I had heard before. And that's the best thing about what I do, especially when I'm talking to musicians is I'm meeting new people. I'm, I'm hearing new sounds. I'm, you know, I'm listening to things that I otherwise may not ever hear. And, um, I love the idea that I can be, I can be turned on to a type of music that I, I otherwise wouldn't be exposed to. I like that, you know, um, my listeners. And so I actually have a few listeners that contact me periodically and say, Hey man, that, um, this person or that person was just unbelievable. You know, the beats or the lyrics or, or whatever it is they like. And so I have a few people that, that hit me up and they love the guests. They, 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 they love what you do. They love the music. And so that's one of the things that I anticipate about this episode with you is that people will be hitting me up and saying, Hey, um, he is amazing and, and you know I just want people to be curious about you I want people to be aware of you I want people to know that, that your music exists I wanted to know that your music existed and um,
2: and I really appreciate it. I take a lot of this like it's really humbling it's really cool like seeing the Spotify rap where it's on the show that um, like 1800 or so people I was their top artist and like knowing that many people I'm even relevant to that many people, Level like one person. It's just like, it just blows like blows my mind. It's really crazy. Because, like, I have a really weird username on Instagram that I want to change so bad. <laughs> and I'll be walking somewhere or doing something. And it's rare that somebody will say it right. But if they were to say it right or whatever, they go, Hey, you're, you're, you're Sex Monkey Limo Driver. And I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> it's even, um, it's a guy I did a song with. He thought that was my artist name so like he says like he like you know like how you know, rappers or whoever say something in the song like talking about the other person and he's like he calls me sex monkey limo driver and it's just like cool okay so like you know being acknowledged in any way is just really cool yeah that's pr- it's pretty awesome it's it's
1: to me you know i you know, and so you know, what's crazy to me is the people that reach out to me about the artists I have on, they're artists. And, and, and so in, in one genre or another, and, and, and so I have, I have a guy that, that I did an episode with, that, um, and, and that's his thing. Is that's what he shines at is he makes, he makes beats and um, periodically will, will, will tell me, he'll get a hold of me and say, hey. I really liked what this individual did. And then we, we get to have another conversation about you potentially. And um, and
2: I really would love it. I, anybody that would be listening or, you know, like I I collab, I love collaborating with everybody. I just um, wrote a song for this really cool girl on, I met her on Instagram. She messaged me. She asked me to write her a song. And it's taking a country form where, it, like, a lot of the singles that I'm going to be, like, not my songs that I'm going to be featured on, we're I'm all over the place. I'm really trying to test out every genre that I can. It might occasionally sound bad, but like I I I just love being out there. I want to try some stuff.
1: That's that's amazing and and you know the thing is is I I think really to have just a really full life is is you have to be willing to step outside of your norm and step outside of the expectation you know that's the thing is it's it's real easy to to you know we were talking about assigning genres and and, and who are you and where do you fit and, and you know that's the thing is somebody will put you in a box and and they don't want you coming out of the box you know once you're in the box you got to stay in the box and don't come out we're going to slap your hands if you try to come out of that box
2: yeah and, and it really kills the creative process with a lot of people.
1: It does. And, And so the thing is, is if, um, if you can, you know, if you can do things that are incredibly uncomfortable or foreign or, or completely just off the wall, different from what you would normally do, even if it doesn't sound great, the fact that you did it, the fact that you, you, you took some influence from it, maybe left some influence. And that's the thing is, is we, we talk a lot about especially with collaborations and and delving into new things is, is what we get out of them. I I think we also leave a footprint. We also leave an impression. I mean, look at, you know, we, we talked quite a while about Prince and I'm still thinking about Prince talking to you and I'm thinking I'm not a musician, but this is somebody who left this footprint in my life, you know, and that's, that's ultimately, I think, as an artist, that's, that's the thing that I wanted, is that I left a footprint, that you knew that I was there, I was present, and I influenced some way. You know, art is, art is for me, is, is everything I've done is influenced by life and my, my relationships, my friendships, the things I see, the things I hear, the things I smell and touch, and, and to, to put your music out there, to put your work out there and have a similar impact in the lives of of the people that you work with or your listeners. I I think that's absolutely amazing.
2: Yeah, I fully agree. I know like being stuck in a box is a lot of artists, they like, they want their masters and all this control and stuff. And I know every time I say this, I understand I fully sound ignorant. I, when it comes to the debate of signing or not signing, I would, I'm fine not signing, but I would love to sign and have that security. But my thing is, how artists want their masters and they want to be able to do this and do that. I can take it. I just want the opportunity to keep going and be able to thrive in my field, which might be stupid. But the main thing that I want, if I'm going to sign a contract, they have to promise me creative control. They can't be like, hey, we would love to sign you, but you can't do this no more. You can't do this. Like those kind of stipulations. Like I just, I can't agree to it. I want to be able to, like the last time I was looking to sign and they were like, we were, and the final like final stretch of it, I was writing a song that would have been like my last, you know, like I own this song. And they were like, no, even though it'll be yours, you can't be like, you know, singing and doing all this. But at the time, it was just rap. And I'm like, I was really trying to branch out of that. So because if I don't like the I don't like stigmas. So like if people are like, if I say I make music, they're like, oh, you're a SoundCloud rapper. So I have to be like, no, I don't even use SoundCloud because I'm bad to care about what certain people think. So when it comes to, if I say um, I make music, they just assume that I'm like, it's trap rapper. So if I'm just rapping, that's what people expect. So I just, I try my best to avoid it. I don't like it. So I sing a lot. And I want to, and I feel like what the kind of music I do, venting and stuff, singing comes out a lot better. So I don't want nobody to tell me, hey, you need to be a rapper. or Hey, you need to be this. I want to you know kind of be able to stay fluid yeah i definitely understand that that when you were talking it
1: made me think of and so i i i was listening to this guy the other day and i can't remember his name and i don't i don't have the ability to look it up right now but um and so he used to um he used to he so he's a musician he's got an he's got a few albums out and um he used to be a jingle writer and so i'm thinking oh man you know what is this going to sound like? And so I go to him and he kind of looks like, um, he kind of looks like the offspring of Bob Dylan and, you know, Art Garfunkel, you know, like if they had a baby, that's what he looks like. And, um, and, and so, you know, ex jingle writer and I'm thinking, man. And so I, I go ahead and I push play and I was blown away. It was, it was, it was almost like, um, it was almost like Simon and Garfunkel and Lumineers um, somehow worked together on an album. And um, it was unbelievable. Like it was, I was, I was so impressed. Like I, I, I just kind of, I had to turn the music off and sit there for a minute and look at this guy and, and look at, you know, go back and make, you know, did it say jingle writer? And because the thing is, is I had this expectation and my expectations were taken from me, and I appreciate that. Like I really appreciate that. I um, I don't want to ever push play and hear what I expect to hear. I want to. I want to push play, and I want to hear Prince every time. I want to hear. I want to hear him in 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 a woman, in a man, in in anything that that I want that. I want that energy. I want that excitement. I want that adventure. I want that ability and that inhibition to just make music. And, and that's kind of what I hear you saying is that you just want to make music. You want to make amazing music for you the way you want to make it. And, and that's the thing is, 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 you know, a, a, a label, you know, that's the thing is a label is going to try to loan you, own you and determine and say, well, you know, you know, statistically, this is what sells, da, da, da this and that. And, and they're definitely in it to make money. They're not in it to you know. This isn't um, altruistic on their part. This is this is them making money. This is an investment. And and so that was my
2: whole argument with it. Like I am so stupid with a lot of stuff where it's like I don't care about you know they want artists want these billion dollar contracts and all this stuff when like if you can if you can survive, to do what you want to do, and have a lot of freedoms with it. Man, you're you're set. Like I don't, I'm big on not living out of my means. Like if this is what I'm having, this is what I have to do. Okay, cool. So like I don't need, you know, like all these big flashy things from a label. If like I just have, you know, the distribution and certain stuff, then I'm fine. So like all the labels that I've been talking to and working with, that's like my biggest thing. Like I just want creative control.
1: And and you know the thing is, is you you might you might get it. You never know. Things. Have, You never know what will happen. And so before I let you go, we know that, you know, you've got a lot more story ahead of you and we know that you've, you've got a potentially a a summer filled with, um, collaborations and and some of these collaborations I I think are really going to be amazing. I cannot wait to see what you produce. Um, and so, you know, that you know, the podcast is called never call me again. And, and so this is the point where, you know, keeping in mind that your story is going to continue after we hang up, um, would you be willing to come back and, and, and sit down with me again at some point and, um, tell me the rest of the story?
2: I will absolutely love to. I can't say don't call me again. Call me again.
1: Awesome. Awesome. I, um, I thank you so much for your time today and, and, and I, I thank you for your music. Um, I, I am so glad that I, I took a moment to push play and listen to, to what you had to offer. It was, it was truly amazing. It was unexpected. Um, and I, I want you to know that your, your music is very appreciated. I
2: really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for pressing play.
1: Thank you so much, Sirvon. And good luck in everything that you do. We look forward to having you back and hearing more about your story. Thank you to everyone who listened today. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you helping us celebrate, um, Servan's accomplishments. And if you have a question or comment for either Servan or myself, please go down into the um, show notes and leave one of a leave us a message. We would love to hear from you. And also don't forget to join me this coming Tuesday for Nate Otto. He is an amazing artist out of Chicago with an incredible personality. I think you will really like Nate.